It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everyone, we welcome you aboard. It is episode number 184 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell, back again. And away we go. Um, Make sure you check out episode number 183. That was with Jay Gruden from the Indianapolis Scouting Combine. If you want to hear from the Redskins head coach for the first time in two months since the regular season ended, That's certainly a good episode for you to check out and download and share and all that good stuff. It's available, of course, via iTunes, Player FM, Megaphone, uh, Spotify, and wherever you download the Locked on Redskins podcast as well. Episode number 182 was largely about Bruce Allen, who also spoke at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. What do you know? Bruce Allen actually has been meeting with the media since getting pummeled in the late part of the regular season on a consistent basis for not speaking and for being afraid to talk to the media. Bruce Allen has now uh, chit-chatted with the media uh, two times as a group. Of course, neither time at Redskins Park so that all the media could attend once at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, uh, once at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, and I guess he did do some interviews and whatever uh, at the Super Bowl in Atlanta. It would be nice... Just if we're, if we're being honest, it would be nice if everybody in the media that doesn't get to travel to all of these events had an opportunity to ask questions as well. Just saying, just saying. Uh, and certainly there is some selfishness uh, involved in that particular request. All right. So anyway, before we waste any time, make sure you go check out those uh, recent podcasts, episode 182 for Jay Gruden, 182, I'm sorry, 183 for Jay Gruden, 182 for Bruce Allen. This, though, is episode number 184, and we will hear from Redskins Senior Vice President of Player Personnel and good guy, Doug Williams. We'll do that in parts uh, two and three of today's Locked on Redskins podcast. But we begin with all sorts of big, huge trade rumors uh, for the Washington Redskins. Since we put out episode 183 on Friday night late March 1st. I don't even know if I published the episode. I I think I published it within five minutes. Something major had changed and I just haven't been able to get back uh, to you guys. So I wanted to kind of build up some ammunition and build up some information as best we could. And the landscape has quite honestly, while nothing has officially happened it it has changed to a large degree so let's start with the quarterback and the quarterback position you all know that the Redskins have been looking around for a better quarterback option than Colt McCoy no matter what they say about their confidence in Colt McCoy listen I have confidence in Colt McCoy that he can run the offense that he's smart uh, that he can play all that stuff I have zero confidence that Colt McCoy can ever stay healthy and nor should they and they don't 
I mean, you can just... Like, it is absurd that Redskins fans and media still focus and concentrate on the fact that they don't think Colt McCoy can run the offense and that they don't think Colt McCoy can avoid turnovers. Colt McCoy is going to turn the ball over more because he's going to take more chances. He doesn't have the natural arm strength that you need to zip a ball in uh, on the outside perimeter, all that. Colt McCoy is going to make some mistakes. Some of that is because he just hasn't played enough in his NFL career. The biggest problem, and again, don't listen to anybody that tells you otherwise, Just trust me on this. The biggest problem, and the Redskins know this, whether they're willing to admit it or not concretely, is they don't think, and they're right, they don't think that Colt McCoy can stay on the field. Period. It has nothing to do with turnovers. It has nothing to do with not being able to run the offense, not being able to throw, not being able to do anything. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything everything to do with the fact that they don't think and they can't trust and they're right that Colt McCoy will stay on the field, which is all the more reason why I bashed them upside the head for not being prepared last year, for having a veteran quarterback and only having Colt McCoy as his backup and then, again, not signing a third quarterback when that veteran quarterback, meaning Alex Smith, was hurt and done clearly for the year, and then Colt McCoy on a short week has to go to Dallas, yes, but there's only one other quarterback on the roster, and in the building, Mark Sanchez, because they didn't have a third quarterback on the practice squad, on the active roster, whatever. They knew that Colt McCoy would not be able to stay healthy then. They certainly know it then. And, of course, he made it through the Dallas game, and he didn't make it very far into the Monday night game in Philadelphia before his season was done for good. Here's the big rumor for the Redskins at the quarterback position. This has kind of been building some steam, but Tony Pauline, who is really a a draft scout guy, um, he runs a website, draftanalyst.com. It's a very good website. The talk that he was hearing uh, all throughout Indianapolis was that the Redskins um, were talking freely and openly about the pursuit potentially of Josh Rosen. Now, Josh Rosen, if you don't know that name right off the bat, is the Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback. At least he was last year after he replaced Sam Bradford. Josh Rosen was the number 10 overall pick out of UCLA last year. And what Pauline reported after a bunch of others, Craig Hoffman, J.P. Finley, and others had kind of already talked about this and stirred the pot on this, and now you kind of wonder if they were getting that from somewhere else inside the organization. What Pauline said and tweeted at Tony Pauline on Saturday afternoon was, quote this, Here in Indianapolis, sources tell me the Washington Redskins have openly spoken about trading for Josh Rosen if the quarterback becomes available. Now, why that's important is because the Arizona Cardinals, the team that drafted him in the first round last year at number 10, A, have him under a very manageable, controllable contract. B, they have a new head coach in Cliff Kingsbury. C, that head coach has had a desire, apparently, for Kyler Murray. I still wouldn't expect necessarily the Arizona Cardinals to trade Josh Rosen cheaply because if I was them, 
I would keep Josh Rosen and give myself really, really, really cheap insurance, even if I took Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick. But if I'm the Washington Redskins, I do not trade for Josh Rosen right now. And again, surrender, say, a the number 15 overall pick. Just from this standpoint, number one, the Cardinals, again, that would tip their hand and that would pretty much say, oh, okay, we're going quarterback. So in a way, they have leverage, but in a way they don't, right? Because they can tell the world that they're not moving on from Josh Rosen until you give them what they want, but that doesn't mean that they're going to. And to me, I would play a little bit of poker with the Arizona Cardinals too, because if you're the Redskins, to me, you can't afford to give up that number 15 overall pick for a guy that, yes, you may have liked, yes, you may have thought highly of with the number 10 overall pick, and and you know, I, I mean, I, I, I doubt he, at 13 if he would have slipped to the Redskins with the Alex Smith acquisition last winter that they would have taken him, but maybe they really liked him. Maybe he, they thought he was the top quarterback in the draft. Certainly he has all the physical measurables, certainly has a good arm, all of that. To me, the Redskins might want to wait until after the draft when – the Cardinals ensure, of course, that they have their quarterback for the future and that they made their decision, meaning Kyler Murray, and then Josh Rosen is essentially rendered useless to them. Right now, Josh Rosen is a leverage chip. It, it's He's a poker chip. If the Redskins wait until after the draft and do whatever it is that they do, and maybe that might mean also drafting a quarterback, that's okay. There's more than one way out of this. They can draft a quarterback, first round, second round, whatever it might be, and still acquire Josh Rosen. Here's how. It would cost you, let's just call it a first-round pick in the 2020 draft. Because by that point, if you wait for after this draft, of course, you can't send them the number 15 overall pick, which is what I would think the Arizona Cardinals would want this year. So, to me, I'm much more willing to pay 2020 first-round pick for a 2018 top-10 pick overall and hope that I'm right than I am a 2019 number 15 pick, if that makes sense, especially with all the needs that the Redskins have right here and right now, especially with all the uncertainty that the Redskins have at the quarterback position and at other positions. I want to keep as many picks this year as I possibly can. I don't want to trade up in the draft. I don't care who it is. I don't want to trade up in the draft. As a matter of fact, I would be more than willing to trade down in the draft if the right guy isn't there for me. But the bottom line is, is if you wait until after the draft, now, yes, Arizona could swing a deal with somebody else, and I get it. There's a risk. And they're not going to operate like this because they're going to operate with a sense of urgency. But one other thing that I wanted to touch on was – just after we published episode number 183, uh, it became widely reported by Adam Schefter of ESPN uh, that the Redskins, the Titans, and the Oakland Raiders were the teams most seriously interested in checking around on Antonio Brown. Now, we've talked about Antonio Brown a number of times right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast and mentioned that the Redskins should be interested uh, in him. We just recently, episode number 180, I believe it was episode number 175, yes, number 175, 180, uh, and maybe one other episode. 
where we talked about why the Redskins should be interested, could be interested, and everybody thought I was a nut, and everybody thought I was a lunatic, and no way, and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm not saying that the Redskins are going to pull the deal. Craig Hoffman, 106.7 The Fan, at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, um, talked to somebody who completely dismissed that, basically, that report from Schefter. Uh, I don't know who's right. I don't care who's right. The bottom line is, is Schefter's not putting something out unless he has some sort of credible information that the, again, Oakland Raiders, Washington Redskins, and Tennessee Titans are serious bidders. Now, just because he puts something out doesn't mean that there'll be a trade. Just because Hoffman throws water on it based on whoever he talked to doesn't mean that there's nothing cooking there. That person could be excluded for whatever reason from the conversations. Uh, and things can always change, always change as cost comes down, as terms get negotiated, so on and so forth. I would not suggest, again, the Redskins pay a first-round pick for Antonio Brown. I don't think the Steelers have as much leverage as some others do. They know, people know they have to get rid of him. They ideally want to get rid of him to the NFC. So to me, if I'm the Redskins, again, okay, you want me to take on Antonio Brown, the diva, the pain in the butt that he is? Well, we're somewhat in control here. We're not going to pay everything that you're looking for. Maybe a player. Maybe we can help you out in another area. I'm not giving a first-round pick, even though Amari Cooper got a first-round pick at the deadline from the Dallas Cowboys. Look, there's a huge difference. Amari Cooper was 24 years old. Antonio Brown's 31, and he's a pain in the ass. Now, he's a dynamic talent, but remember where we're at. Not to mention, Antonio Brown is more expensive, quite honestly, than Amari Cooper was when the Dallas Cowboys picked him up, even though they had the fifth-year option on him. So the bottom line is this. We have all these huge rumors. Nothing has happened so far. It promises to be a pretty interesting um, kind of next week or so, week and a half, to see what shakes out of this before free agency starts. I would think the Redskins are going to do something before free agency starts. I don't know if that's going to be the wide receiver position. I don't know if it's going to be the quarterback position. But I have a pretty strong feeling, and others have mentioned this as well. Uh, J.P. Finley thinks they're going to make a big move. Doesn't think it'll be Antonio Brown. But it could certainly be Josh Rosen, uh, as we just talked about. All right, when we come back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, Redskins Senior Vice President of Player Personnel Doug Williams from late last week at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good to have you aboard with us. It is episode number 184 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. So we talked about the Antonio Brown trade rumors with the Redskins and Schefter's report and then Craig Hoffman's counter report to that. And as well, we talked about the very real possibility based on Tony Pauline's report and other speculation that had already been building that the Redskins are hot to trot and interested in Josh Rosen. Again, 
just in summation, quick summation, I would not pull the trigger right now on the Josh Rosen deal. I don't think that's how the Redskins are going to operate. Right now, the Arizona Cardinals have all the leverage in the world. They're going to say, you don't know if we're taking a quarterback number one overall. This is our starting quarterback. This was a top 10 pick. You are going to pay a very heavy price. I would not do that if I was the Washington Redskins right now. Do I have any faith, any confidence that they will adhere to that? No. I think the Redskins will pay whatever they have to pay uh, if they really like Josh Rosen, which is certainly the indication, and because he is such a controllable cost. And I think ultimately it will come back to bite them in the butt, but that's me. Uh, As well, the Antonio Brown situation, look, again, he's a major, major, major pain in the butt, uh, but he's a dynamic talent, but at 31, I can't pay a first-round pick for him either. I would be patient on Rosen. I would not pay anything more than a second-round pick at best for Antonio Brown. Sorry, I just wouldn't do it. And if that's the terms that they can't abide by or accept or deal with or whatever, then I move on. Then I move on. Uh, and I find a different way to improve my football team. And again, about Rosen, I get that the compensation might be higher because of the controllable cost. He's under contract for three years at a very, very, very low cost, which is what all teams are trying to do with the quarterback position. I get it. I understand how important that is, especially with the Redskins being as screwed as they are under the cap. The problem is that you cannot afford to trade a first-round pick this year and say – Uh, one of your two third-round picks and maybe a second-round pick next year or a conditional. You just can't afford to do that if you're the Redskins. You can't afford to do that because if you're wrong, again, it's going to come back for a fourth time this decade to absolutely kill you. Donovan McNabb, Robert Griffin, Alex Smith. Ultimately, if you're wrong, and they'll say they weren't wrong on Alex Smith, ultimately... No matter how it happened, it cost them dearly, and it's going to cost them dearly. So that's just my spin. All right, Doug Williams met with the media. Uh, Let's get to this in two parts. On Friday at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, this audio courtesy of NBC Sports Washington, 106.7 The Fan, Redskins.com, Redskins Audio, and the reporters on the scene. We thank all of those outlets. Doug Williams meeting with reporters. You have the extra four picks, or that didn't change your strategy at all? No, no, we're we not sitting here saying we got extra picks, you know, we're going to move up. That's, that's not something that uh, we even talked about it this time. And, and, you know, we got a lot more needs on this football team than to say, you know, we can give up two or three picks and say, pick one guy and think we're going to have a football team that uh, we hope to have. I think we got to use our picks wisely and make sure we get guys that are coming here can help us uh, build this football team a lot better than what it is. Do you feel there's any pressure to go get a quarterback at 15? I mean, um, given Alex's situation, given, you know, Colts getting up there in age as well? I don't, I don't want to say it's pressure, but it all depends. If one's there at 15 that we lack, that's an easy choice to make. But it got to be a guy we're not going to reach for a guy just because we don't have one. You don't just go down and get a guy that we might not have uh, in that area as far as where they are on the board. But at this point, do you think that there's a quarterback you guys could like or two quarterbacks at this, at this time at that spot? Yeah, there's some guys that we, we think that, that has a possibility of being there, but that don't mean it'll be there. You, I mean, one thing about the National Football League, I think we all realize uh, this, this is a quarterback league. 
Outside of quarterback, wh- wh- where's the biggest hole on this team? What's your highest priority outside of QB? You know, the thing about that, JP, we got we got a lot of places that we can we can help this football team. Whether or not it's safety, uh, whether or not it's outside Russia, whether or not it's a guard position, whether or not it's uh, inside backer position. I mean, we got a lot of places. Uh, I don't know whether either one of them say that is your number one priority. Uh, I, I think, you know, we, it's obvious that we do need a quarterback. How do you evaluate the current receivers on your roster? Obviously, there's been some injuries there. There's been some lack of production from, you know, Josh Doxson and that sort of thing. Just how do you address the current group as a whole right now where it stands? Well, you know, production goes a lot of ways. Yeah, it goes from pass protection to the quarterback getting it to them and a lot of other things. So a lot of things can be the reason why we hadn't had the production. I think got some talent. It just hadn't came out. Um, I think we got to do a better job at the receiver spot, but we got to find a way to get it to him. We got to find a way to make sure the quarterback stands up and, and can get it to him. What are the lack of depth at safety? Does that make re-signing HaHa a bigger priority, or are you guys kind of willing to kind of almost kind of start over at the position because you would not have either him or DJ? Well, that would be just like just picking a guy because we need one. You got to you got to go back and we evaluate HaHa like we like we do anybody else. Well, not as a free agent. Um, do you want to bring him back as a free agent? You know, and with the new coaching staff, we really hadn't sat down with um, Hart and Ed now and talk about exactly what what you're thinking is on HaHa. All we did was go over the free agents that are out there and kind of gave them the guys that's on the board. Now we got to go back and talk about our free agents. All right, that's part one of Doug Williams meeting with reporters when we come back right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 184, part two of Doug, the former Super Bowl MVP and Redskins senior VP of player personnel, meeting with reporters, get his thoughts on what he's seeing uh, out of his team next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we welcome you back to the Locked On Redskins podcast, I am your host, Chris Russell. Episode number 184. Again, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart speaker device, whatever it might be, Alexa, Siri, whatever it might be, to play podcast, Locked On Redskins. Play podcast, Locked On Redskins. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, as well at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me individually at WrestleMania 621. Here's Jake, uh, Here's Doug Williams, part two of Doug Williams meeting with reporters at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, again, courtesy of the Redskins, redskins.com, and as well, NBC Sports Washington, 106.7, the fan and the reporters on scene at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Are there any similarities, Doug, between the situation you're facing right now with Alex Smith counting $21 million on the cap? We don't know if he's going to play at all. And what you guys had in 2012 and 13 with the the cap penalty in terms of building a team where you got a large chunk, you know, what, 12, 11% of your cap, you know. I wouldn't hear the end, but I understand where you're coming from. Uh, You know, I think the good thing about this this whole situation, and nothing really, really good about it, but I still think that we got 
some good pieces in place that uh, we can pretty much get away with some things because of some of the good young players that we already have here. But uh, the cap situation is what it is, and, and I heard Jay talking about it. There's no doubt in my mind. Sometimes you got to make some tough decisions. What those decisions are now, uh, we don't know. We won't know until we get back. But 9 out of 10, there's going to be some decision that – you know, some people might like, some people might not like, but whatever we do, we're going to make sure it's the best thing for the football team. At this point, wh wh how, how close is this team? Oh, man, you know, the last two years, I've always come out of camp thinking that we had a pretty good team. And I, and I say the same thing from last year. You know, before the catastrophe hit us last year, we were 6-3. and three, And, you know, we was in pretty good position. And we still was holding up to the end as far as the opportunity to go to playoff. But I, I really think that if we was fortunate enough to keep Alex upright, the way Alex played the game and the way the defense was playing, we would have had a chance to go to playoffs. And I think the most important thing here is to try to build a competitive football team, which I think we do, just add some pieces to it. And the number one priority is to, is to get out of the season, hopefully number one, healthy, and, and be in the playoffs. I think that's it. If we can get to that point, I think we got some pieces and if we add some pieces, I, I think we're capable. What's the better track? Whether, like, what players on your team that have contracts and possibly getting rid of them to create cap space, what is the timeline for members of the team possibly discussing who they might cut to create some cap space? Well, we, we got them to draft time and <laughs> the free agent. You know, we at least, when we get out of here, I think free agents start, what, 13th, somewhere in that neighborhood? 13th. 13th. So, you know, it gives us a couple of weeks to go home and soak over it and you know, look at each other and discuss. Some everybody might not be on board with certain things, but you can't make everybody happy. Getting to the playoffs is the goal. What's the better track in your mind? Getting a veteran quarterback to compete with Colt, or, or drafting a rookie and, and turning the keys over? You know, that's that's a good question. Uh, I think where we are at this point, and like I said earlier, if there's a quarterback there that we like at 15. Uh, you know, nine out of ten, we'll go that route. But if it's not somebody we like, you know, we'll go with court. And if we got to go out and get a veteran to, to work with him until that time come, that's probably what we do. But uh, it, it all boils down to who's there when, when it's time for us to pick. Doug, you've been. Is there a realistic um, starting left guard candidate currently on the roster, or do you see that being addressed either in draft or free agency? I think we lost, what, six guards last year? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we lost a starter who was Sean Laval. And then we had lost every starter, every backup that was behind the starters. So that's a tough one to say that was a starting left guard on this football team. I think everybody would say no. I know I would, and I think uh, the coaches and everybody else look at it from that standpoint. What are they but you, but you got to draft. You got to start somebody. So if if we got what we have, that starter gonna be there. Based on the options in the draft or for agency, which of those paths you see as the more viable one to find that guard? I don't know, and, and, and that boils down to who's there on the board when it's time for us to draft, too. You know, we're not opposed to drafting a young guy if, if it's a guy that we like and just stick him in there. You know, we did that with a couple of guys, but if not, you know, we got to go out and get a veteran that, that we think can do the job, we will do that. But I think here we got to get past this situation from the draft standpoint before we get into uh, who's going to be the starter now. Now, free agent in the next couple of weeks, and not only the next couple of weeks, you also got to understand that's a lot of June cuts. That's a lot of guys get cut in June that are out there that can come in here and, and play. So we don't know what team's going to do, who they're going to let out, and who's going to be out there. But we got to deal with what's in the next uh, month or so, uh, March and getting into April. So we got two months to try to figure out exactly 
who, who's going to be that left guard. From you? that you would say will make you like guy number 15 in terms of your quarterback position. You guys aren't going to reach for anybody. You're not going to give up your picks, but what would make you like a guy enough to take in that 15 at the quarterback position? Well, like I say, all of them got something. Every last one of them. I think that we have on the board in the top four rounds has something to offer us as, as, as a player. You know, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick, you know, what one can do and what the other can't do. I'm just saying they all got something to, to offer us that the coaches can get out of them to make sure that they can uh, be successful in the system. How do you feel about quarterbacks that are, say, under six feet tall? Who are you talking about? Do we got one under six feet tall in the draft? Not yet. Huh? <laughs> he's actually 5'10 and 1'8". Uh, well, you know, it's hard to say how I feel about him because we never had one. <laughs> so, so all I know, <clears throat> the only guys I know that Russell Wilson was, I think, a little bit under six feet, and he's been pretty successful in this league. From your perspective, what exactly are the questions that you want to ask these quarterbacks in the room this week and answers that you want to get from them? I let Jay do that. We, I said in the room, we listen to him talk about the personal stuff. And like I said, we kind of get a feel for them, you know, whether or not they got a, a BS meter or what. But uh, the most important thing is the recall. And, you know, we put them on the board, and, and Jay asks what formation, what the play is, what your thinking is. If you make – and Jay, what well, Jay is good, and he get a couple good plays on the on the board for him, and then he bring up something bad, and you see the guys immediately say, oh, that was a bad situation. And that's that's good because, Rod, they realize that they made a mistake, and they, they can look at that play before it even runs through, and they can tell you that they made a mistake, which tell you they got pretty good recall. With regards to Kyler Murray, obviously we talk about this height. Kyler Murray, we talk about his height. I'm no oh. Kyler Murray. <laughs> <laughs> how much does uh, – <laughs> but regardless of for any quarterback we talk, if we talk about their height, does, how much does hand size factor into whatever evaluations you're making with these guys? You know, they got some little-hand quarterbacks that play in this league. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get in the hand side. Everybody's hands wasn't as big as mine or a lot of other guys. You know, you got some nine-inch hands. You got some eight-and-a-half-inch hands. I think it's well not the guy can put the ball in his hand and spin it. It all depends on how he spin it out of his hand. You do have giant hands, though. Oh, they all right. <laughs> all right. Thank y'all, guy. Thank you, Doug. Right. That was fun. All right. All right, and that is going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Again, stay tuned for all the latest information. Could the Redskins be on the verge of a monster, monster trade, acquisition, and deal? for their club. We will have it for you as it happens and as details unfold right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.